Poison Rana. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Poison Rana, and this is a special movie review of Halloween 6. Oh, yes, we're continuing our tradition. We've made it to the sixth Halloween. It's our sixth Halloween, I guess. Since did, we, did we do Halloween 2 like shortly after 1? Maybe. We might have cheated at the beginning there. Yeah. Just Fuck like this Six years franchise. of Halloween, that's how we'll say it. Now we are talking about The Curse of Michael Myers from 1995. Oh yeah, the conclusion of the Thorn trilogy. Everyone's, you know, everyone's favorite. favorite trilogy. <laughs> so yeah, if you go through our archives, uh, when we started up next, we started doing some movie reviews here and there. And we kicked off every, we started every Halloween, we would do these movies. And now, yeah, uh, we are at... Halloween 6. We've made it this far so far. And I know you people out there, maybe you're listening on Halloween. We hope you're having a happy Halloween, wherever it may be. Maybe you're listening to this weeks later. Maybe it's Christmas. Maybe it's a year from now, however you are listening. Maybe you found us in the year 2030 and you're like, oh, they're doing a Halloween review this year. I'm going to go back and listen to all the others. Exactly. So we we are here... (sighs) And you made it here, so thank you for listening to us. Poisonrana.ca for everything that we do. We have a Patreon as well. We cover lots and lots of other movies and scary movies, and lots of them are in the archives there. So go check us out if you in, if you do like what you hear today, because uh, I love these movies, these Halloween movies. It's it's always the time of the year. It's AMC Fear Fest or Scare Fest, mm-hmm. whatever they call it. You know, everyone's everyone's. Uh, Everyone's deserving of a one good scare around these times. And I, I grew up watching these Halloween movies, as I've said on some of our past reviews. These ones were always the ones on TV, especially this like Thorn trilogy, if, you, if, we're, if we are calling it that. The four, five, and six were just played nonstop oh, on, yeah. not just AMC, but like always on TV around Halloween time. And growing up as someone who was born in 1991, like these were always on in the like early 2000s and mid 2000s on TV. So as like a young teen, I'd like rewatch these all the time. And I always hated these ones, <laughs> like comparing them to one. Hell, even two, three is a whole other one bag, and two but- are great. Three, I think, has like it's a different film. You know, it's yeah. completely different. And I think after, like, years removed, I kind of respect it for trying to do something different. And they wanted to do more of an anthology of Halloween films rather than uh, Michael Myers. Yeah. They then realized we should just stick to Michael Myers. You know, like, I've got a soft spot in my heart for four and five. I love the end of four. Yeah. I think her, uh, like, Jamie Lloyd, like, killing uh, at the end was pretty cool. Four is okay, yeah. Five, they kind of just wimp out and... Uh, be like, ah, no, she's just, she's troubled now. And you go, she's a mute on, you could have done more from four. Um, but this one, I think I've seen this one the least, maybe. 
Clearly, me too. Like I, I had this one me- messed up with mixed up with uh, like the the fifth one. With, yeah. So I always too. thought like this was the same movie with like Paul Rudd in the fifth one, but I was completely wrong. So yeah, I in my head, it was Paul Rudd running around with little Danielle Harris. Yeah, that's, that's not what it is. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, they're trying to with this film. Uh, it's it's kind of deep in the lore of Halloween. This one, right? They're trying to kind of explain why he's. Uh, like kind of indestructible, what this evil is, why he's been targeting yeah. his family members and all that. And I don't know, for me on paper, I don't hate that idea. I don't hate the idea of trying to tie everything together. And from doing a bit of reading, like the, um, the guy, I don't have the name in front of me, the guy who like originally wrote this uh, was like really intent on tying everything together and had family trees of everything and timelines of everything so far even wanted to do some little things to tie in halloween three okay and this film is definitely a victim of just you know too many cooks and producers interfering and all the like yeah looking up this movie for trivia uh was quite interesting to say the least uh according to multiple websites and different people within you know the movie industry especially around these times with uh, Dimension Films is what's under what Halloween was under all these years. Uh, there was talks of them starting up a whole new like spinoff with Halloween, and there's even talks and rumors online that Quentin Tarantino was supposed to come in and work on this film and right. write write something at the time because he was just starting to like kick off and writing and making movies and. Um, some websites claim that he somewhat pitched an idea for the man in black and Michael Myers to go on this like road trip and like go on a killing spree, which they never made. But then he went on to make natural born killers, which is about a couple who kind of go on a Hmm. kind of killing spree. So maybe there is something, something related there, which I thought was super interesting because just a few years ago when the new uh, Halloween Ends trilogy kind of came out, there was talks of Quentin Tarantino did reference this. Like, hey, actually, I almost, you know, worked for these movies, like, in the the 90s, and part of me still wants to do one of these movies. And I was like, dude, if you made a Halloween movie now, that would be, like, that would just be the best, best thing ever. I would get, I would go to the theater day of to watch that. But, obviously, that never kind of came into play. So... Like, part of me is like, how, how true is that? Does he like, does, did he actually come up with something that inspired him to what, mm. go write something else? Did he take something he had an idea for and maybe was going to use it for this? It never ended up working. You see it a lot, though, in, in so many different things. Like, I think of, uh, like a load of the Die Hard films. I think Die Hard 1 was meant to be Rambo or right. like a Rambo spinoff. Yeah. I mean, these scripts that just float around yeah. Hollywood when they go, Oh, well, actually, we could take that and just use it for this. Um, yeah, like, it's crazy. I know uh, Peter Jackson was also yeah. approached to direct this film. Like, what? Peter Jackson, this is pre-Lord of the Rings, and was always known for, like, his his gore and Fri- that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, he did Frighteners or Frighteners, something? Frighteners, yeah. yeah. Um, so that would have been interesting, too. Okay, but then I read this. So, like, that, I, I didn't think you could top Quentin Tarantino possibly starting, you know, early career working on a Halloween movie, but another story coming out of the, this movie and the like making of is 
They weren't sure what to do, and they clearly went the cheap route <laughs> with this movie with the five dollar budget mm. of like five million five dollar five million dollar budget. They then were like, "Hey, John Carpenter, you know you started this stuff. Why don't you get involved again?" And he said, "Look, I know we've tried a few different things, but let's let's start over again. Don't go don't go off of what you just did in the past few movies. Let me create a whole new scary movie with this. How about Michael Myers somehow?" ends up on a space station. <laughs> and somehow this movie didn't get made. But does that not sound a little familiar? Cough, cough, Jason X. X? Yeah. Clearly someone took that idea and went, hey, let's just make Jason do that instead. And that's what we got. And uh, bless the frozen death uh, skull breaking in that movie as the best death. But yeah. Uh, what year was that? That's that's a few years later that's on. A few years later, okay. Because uh, I I saw something else. I'm I'm trying to find it here. Um, but it was like the film had the same. Uh, sorry, who was this? This was John Carpenter. No, the the Dimension. Yeah, Dimension Films were also the same year creating Hellraiser Bloodline. Um, okay, which is the fourth Hellraiser film. And which is set in space. Um, and apparently, like, these were the two films Dimension were putting their money in. Right. And Hellraiser 4 got a lot more money. Right. So interesting that that was pitched. Yeah. Originally. Wow. And seems to be of use for, for Hellraiser. And they've even got the line in this, which is, uh, someone's like, oh, I, I reckon he's just been shipped off to space and has been hiding there. Yeah. So it was like a little dig at... Uh, Hellraiser, yeah, and then yeah, we see Michael uh, Jason X just a couple of years later. Yeah, so pretty crazy. Like they just so many things they wanted to do. Like the the franchise, the name alone, right? Like you could make a lot off that and create something. But instead, I think they really like just went the lazy route. Like, hey, let's go off of the last two movies that weren't even like received that well. That didn't even make that much money, and they decided like we're still sticking with this, which seems crazy. I like. I don't think it's... I, I honestly think the kind of idea of a plot for this sounds way better than sending Jace, uh, Michael to space. I mean, yeah. I think that yeah. does sound fucking ridiculous. I mean, well, like, there's got to be... There's got to be some better... There's got to be something involved in it to make it so, you know, better than... Like, I I don't mind the idea of this film. I think it's poorly executed and just, like, a bit of a mess through like rewrites and stuff and then wanting to what they wanted to reshoot some scenes, but Donald Pleasance had already passed away yeah. uh, by that time. But I kind of like the premise of, you know, he was, what is it? He was marked as a baby by this cult <clears throat> of Thorn, which has given him this power of evil. And for him to be like, save his, his tribe, his cult, he's going to murder his whole family. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that gives some explanation of why one to five happened. And I kind of like that, but I just think in execution, it's, yeah. you can see the two, it, it's like, you know, the latest Star Wars trilogy, where it's like, someone's got one idea of how they want it to be done. Someone else has another idea yeah. and they just tug in a way and you end up getting a bit of a nonsensical mess. Yeah. Cause John Carpenter has gone on to say like, Hey, I hate what, what they did with it. Mm -hmm. Like that was never, it was never supposed to be, he was, you know, summoned or he's, he's 
what do they call it? And he's like in the in the the avatar in the like body of he's evil because mm-hmm. this these witches and old people. He's like I hate he hated this. He's just like I just made a guy kill people. It's like okay, I mean, there's really. <laughs> but don't you think after a while, after yeah. five six films, you should have okay? Yeah, why yeah. is this guy not dying? Yeah, like yeah. why is this not happening? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, ridiculous. It's it's a slasher movie, right? But it's like. This this one definitely is like what out of out of any possible scenario you decided we're gonna like continue with these ones. I think you could have gone with that route, like you said, it's the execution. You could have gone that route with like a new movie that's none of these other. So characters. how uh, like apparently the original kind of intention was to make it a bit more like this cult, a bit more Rosemary's Baby esque. Okay, so a bit more like yeah. civilian and. You don't necessarily know these people are evil. You somewhat get that with Mrs. Blanket Shit. Blanket Shit? Yeah, whatever her name is. Um, but then it's like, you know, the culty thing of like these what, underground temples with fire and all that. It's yeah. like a little ridiculous. Another pitch is that the kind of reveal would be that Haddonfield has always been part of this cult. So... Uh, Apart from like the the Strode family, right, right, or whatever, like his family, and it's again like that reveal at the end when they're tr- it would be them like trying to escape and just your neighbors all like yeah, right, coming in on you and which I'm like okay, that would be Freaky. especially if it's like your finale, like yeah, I don't know why has it always been this town targeted and that kind of thing, but uh. Because yeah. the next one, they they wait a few more years. Three more years later, they make Halloween H2O. And they ignore, they Ev- somewhat ignore all of this, don't they? They ignore everything. They ignore uh, after, they they go one and two, and then they ignore, th- two, uh, obviously, three, four, and five. Because she got, uh, Laurie got killed off in a car accident that we don't see, right? In this, in the one, yeah, in, in this, this trilogy. Yeah. And then in H2O, basically, she started her own life, a, a new secret life. Yeah. And so what? No, they kind isn't that they've kind of she faked her death, was it? I guess. So they could. kind of acknowledge this. But. Yeah, but then there's there's no other reference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So next year we'll look at H2O, yeah. which I am see. I really love that movie. It's it's ridiculous, but I love it. So Danielle Harris was uh, wanted to be in this film. Yes. Okay. So so yeah, Daniel Harris obviously being in four and five. Then they're making this movie six years later. So obviously she's going to be a lot older. She's going to be like 17. So they decide that the character, this is exactly six years later. They, they stick to like an actual time frame, but then don't have Danielle Harris in the movie. So they, they wanted this character. It was set six years after they wanted an 18 year old to play a 15 year old because of like the legal Right, of stuff in that movie. Kids do work. Yeah. So Daniel Harris saw this, saw like casting eighteen-year-old to play uh, Jamie Lloyd. Yeah. And she was like, "Well, I want to play Jamie Lloyd." Spent like money on legal fees and all that to legally get emancipated from her parents, so she would legally be able to work the adult hours and like leave school. Yeah. And film this thing. Uh, at age 17 because she wouldn't have turned 18 yet and she her asking price to film this film was five thousand dollars five thousand dollars and that would have covered her 
legal fees and emancipation just to be able to like finish this story. And they said, no, we ain't paying that. That's crazy. Which think like 1995 isn't like a long time ago. It's not crazy long ago. Yeah. And think, uh, this is, it's, um, like this film is one of the best, like grossing films in the, in the theater for Halloween until the 2018 one. Like, so it made money. 5,000 bucks to kind of hire your lead. I mean, she'd have been in it way more, I would have thought, and finish that story. That doesn't sound much at all. That's pretty crazy, man. Like, they didn't want to pay for her to be in this movie. It would have made the movie a bit better. I think if you did GoFundMe today, how many Halloween fans would throw 50 bucks to just... Like they'd cover five G's I'm wonder- to have Daniel uh, yeah, do this. I'm wondering I'm wondering if it was on top of the pay. Five thousand on top of It didn't seem that way. Like from what I read. So then they're like, No, we're not gonna pay for this shit. And she's like, I just divorced my parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause then she did have that whole thing when she started getting older, then she didn't really do much else, mm. which like is unfortunate. She's obviously she obviously shows up in the uh Rob Zombie remake, which was pretty cool to see her in. So, yeah, you kind of—I kind of wish she was in this movie, and I always I thought she, she was. Yeah, it, I think it's a shame she wasn't. Yeah, uh, kind of strange, but yeah. Should we get into this? Let's do it. We hope you're having a happy Halloween as we chat about Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers. Sorry, before we get into it, I think we've watched different versions of this. Movie. <laughs> I think both of you, both of us, have watched two different movies. So I watched it on. Uh, through Prime on AMC, I signed up to the AMC trial. Yeah, which uh, was complete with you know fade to blacks for commercial breaks. Wow. Um, and like the half and half credits at the end. Yeah. So a scene's playing as the credits are rolling really quickly. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because it says in loving memory of Donald Pleasance as he's screaming to his death. No, um, no. <laughs> so. When we when we go along, I, I think there'll be a few bits when I'm like, wait, 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 that didn't happen, and, and then, vice versa, and possibly vice versa. Yeah. Yes, uh, <laughs> very fair. Uh, this was the last movie featuring Doctor Loomis, mm. and well, sort of. Do- Donald Pleasance did pass away uh, eight eight months before this movie came out, so he filmed this, and then he was spared. Yeah, by Michael. Uh, so rest in peace, Donald Pleasance. If you've listened to our reviews, you know that we are a big fan. We recently did a Up Yours podcast reviewing Donald Pleasance as the president mm-hmm. in Escape from New York. Oh, yeah. Uh, as chosen by our patron, Justin. Thank you, Justin. That made for a fun review, and we were excited to now line up our final review of Donald Pleasance in one of these Halloween movies. But Halloween 6... From 1995, directed by Joe Chappelle. I'm assuming no relation to Dave. Uh, I don't know. But maybe. it looks like he's done some other stuff like CSI and nothing too uh, noteworthy, unless you've seen the movie Phantoms with Ben Affleck, which I also am kind of a fan of. So, um, Good film. <laughs> have you seen it? No. Oh. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you might like it. Um, we start off here. It's flashbacks of young Jamie. So this is weird. They do show her, but then cut to like she's older and looks completely different in this movie. So Jamie flashbacks and she was like, what, kidnapped? So yeah, I was trying to remember how the last one ended. So I don't remember. Was she kidnapped at the end of the last film? She kidnapped. I remember the man of black like blowing up 
the build the police station was it yeah he, like, blows up and helps michael escape that's right and i assume takes jamie with them yeah okay so that's the ending of the last yeah. movie michael is free yeah that's what happens and because it's all about the man in black so uh yeah uh all right so they've kidnapped jamie all these years six years later Jamie has been secretly kidnapped and been held ha- hostage and captive by this cult. We see all these druids, the man in black. We see all these people and we see Jamie like basically chained up to this like sacrificial like board yeah. table thing where we see she's giving birth. Jamie has a child here, a baby at the age of 15. 15. Okay. So then we're like, it, it's, it's flat. It kind of did confuse me because it does show Daniel Harris and then it shows this girl. I'm like, oh, that's completely two different people. And then they're trying to tell me, no, actually, Jamie just had a baby. So I was like, oh, okay. So I did have to look up this up on Wikipedia to get the ball rolling for myself. So. You could have just had Danielle Harris in this movie. Uh, six years later, the the man in black. Sorry, no, six years later is when she had the baby. The man in black, it's Halloween Eve, and this baby is born. All these druids are very happy. There's They're up to something no good here. On the night before Halloween, we see Dr. Loomis, Donald Pleasance, and he's, uh, he's talking about... Um, Michael, he like we hear his voice as the intro of this movie. He apparently, wrote this monologue himself. He's pure evil. <laughs> He's not a man. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the like the credits here where he's talking about how Michael is pure evil and kind of tying into how we get the explanation of why he's so fucking evil mm. in this movie. Um, we see that there, there's baby, the druids take like blood and they start to like draw something on the, ba- is it the thorn on the, the, the thorn rune? Yeah. yeah. On the, the baby. And then it's kind of giving us a little bit of a recap of the man in black who we don't know who this, this mystery man is. He wears, all black, a black coat, black hat, black shoes, black hat. Yeah, he's wearing, uh, what are those spurs on your shoes? I guess so, yeah. Like, does he ride a horse? He's Johnny Cash. He's- yeah, <laughs> apparently. Um, we see Jamie, like, is being held in, like, this room, and they have, like, this, like, nurse who's checking on it. But the nurse is, like, being told what to do, and kind of, you can tell it kind of feels bad about this. So when the cult people kind of leave the room, this nurse is like decides to help Jamie and say like save yourself and your baby please and kind of helps her escape here before uh we see Michael is also like under the spell of this this cult mm-hmm. so this lady tr- tries to help her and uh Jamie then is like thank you and like crawls out it's it's, it's basically like Michael escaping from the first movie, yeah, right? exactly. But now it's Jamie kind of escaping. She here. knows how to drive a truck. Yeah, just like the first movie. Just Michael, his whole life was just in captivity, but got out there and was like, oh, I know how to ride stick here. And same with her and has a baby all at the age of 15. Mm. Incredible. Wow. I can't even drive stick. And look at her out of this. This is insane. So this this th- Halloween theme hits here and uh, we get the full like thing. This is when Michael shows up and... Uh, finds the nurse who yeah. let her out and grabs, just palms her face like a basketball 
and drives the back of her head through this giant spike that just inco- incoincidentally happened to be in this random long hallway that had no other spikes in it except one randomly there How on the wall. You sometimes get these metal things. This was out. no little keychain holder. This was a giant yeah. spike. I did like this. I kill. know. I like. I I don't mind some of the kills in this. Yeah. And I always like seeing someone get pinned up. So you like, know? yeah, the spike basically goes through this lady's head here. I feel like you could have had a bit more fun. Uh, also tying it into the rest of the series here again like this would have been so much better if it was danielle harris to yeah. start with but like this this nurse we're, we're led to believe like even like the nurses and stuff are part of this cult i'd have liked if it was you know the girl from the the fifth film who's like it, during these six years since the kidnapping of jamie she's been like researching about this cult and she's sure. like infiltrated them you know <laughs> to be a nurse to be be this moment which is this halloween is the stronger one than ever where the evil is gonna rise evil. Or i know i think you could have had her and then killing her off at the beginning would have been cool yeah uh so this nurse dies michael kills her and then jamie gets a truck and this guy's like hey that's my truck but michael just shows up and twists his neck I, ne- do, I love a good neck snap. Neck cra- yeah, yeah, neck cracking. Like, yeah, I, it's it's an easy kill, but I, I like it. Uh, Jamie drives off, though, and this is like Michael's like not fast enough to chase mm. a truck. So she gets away. And this is when like he kind of stares off as she, she drives somewhere, as I'm sure she's going somewhere in Haddonfield. We see this. I'll say I do like the version of the Halloween theme from this film it's more like the traditional one it's a little bit more yeah. epic like the ones before this were very synthy you know I like the they, 80s one and i think this sounds a little cooler yeah they definitely got the actual f- few other themes from the original one yeah. to re put in this one it which they did a little do. grander and yeah it did, they didn't do a, that great of a job in the other ones no. uh, four and five so uh we see like what this danny danny yeah. kill for him and Danny Strode. So this like, is huh? how is this he related? <laughs> <laughs> so the man in black is, is basically targeting this like little kid to like kind of we see him like cre- throughout the movie creeping on this like kid like almost talking to him telepathically or something. And uh, this is we see Haddonfield, the Strode family, and well, now it's supposed to be. Remember in the original movie that Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode, was actually adopted by the Strode family, yes. right? So she's like a Myers, but she's then turns That's into right. a Strode because yeah. she's adopted, and Michael comes after her. So in this movie, the like family or relatives of the Strodes, like the brother or whatever, who is like older and has kids now, they now live. In the Myers house in Haddonfield. That's right. So they didn't condemn this house or anything. They just basically turned it into their own house. So they live in this house. So this is, I, I've got the family tree up here. Uh, as you said, Laurie was adopted. So this is Laurie's cousin's son. Jesus. Kara Strode's son. <laughs> yeah. This is what they came up with. It's like the Anawai family, right? This is the bloodline. Yeah. <laughs> Hellraiser bloodline. Too bad they didn't call it Halloween bloodline. They were really mad they couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we hear this radio host 
what is this guy's name? D- Danny something? No, Danny's the kid's name. Uh, Barry Sims, this like local famous shock jock radio host who we hear like his radio show is playing because it's Halloween now. And it kind of cuts to different characters that we have in the movie. Then everyone's listening to this guy because he's talking about Michael Myers. They offered it to Howard Stern. Yeah. So that's the kind of character they're going for here. Right, yeah. I feel like in today's age, if the movie was a bigger budget and a bit bigger and stronger story, I think he would have said yes. Maybe. But this was pretty kind of low rent here. But uh, I, I read that they also offered it to Michael Myers. Ah. Mike Myers. Yeah. Uh, at the time, was, hadn't done Austin Powers yet, but had done Wayne's World. So again, I think he was just a little too big for right. this. But yeah, I, imagine having Mike Myers in Halloween movie. That would That'd be pretty one good. One day. Yeah. Yeah. Never say never. So this guy's going off about how, uh, he's, he thinks Michael Myers is still out there and that, you know, he's on the case. And a lot of people in this town are fascinated because, I mean, Michael was a famous, killer and and all these stuff so people every halloween get together to kind of like talk about it and everyone wants to hear this guy's radio show and he has callers we hear this girl call in saying that she she thinks michael myers is hot she wants to tame the beast and it cuts to all these people listening like oh my god and what does he he replies saying like ah uh psycho dates a bimbo Psycho dates a bimbo. You know, you know, maybe uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's single. Yeah. Maybe uh, Bundy. And he starts naming off all these like serial killers. Like, oh, I just like Michael. I mean, we don't really know what he looks like. In the first movie, we see his face briefly. We do. Blonde. Yeah. But, but like watching as someone who does watch like true crime shows and stuff, all these famous killers would always get like fans. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And wives 100%. in jail and stuff. Really weird, freaky shit. Uh, the, the, the host then goes to another call and we hear the name on the other line, Tommy Doyle. And then it cuts to, here he is, Paul Rudd, the Ant-Man himself. He's on the phone. He says, my name's Tommy and I have, I've had an encounter with the boogeyman, Michael Myers. I've actually seen him. I've met him and like survive from him. Meaning, yes, Paul Rudd is playing Tommy Doyle, who now is the older Tommy Doyle from the original movie. It's what I found really funny in Halloween Kills when they bring Tommy yes. Doyle back. It's And we know how little Paul Rudd has aged. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, this timeline, Paul Rudd had a hard life as Tommy Doyle. Right. He looks <laughs> old and cranky. And... Whereas you fast forward exactly the same amount of time and like Paul Rudd looks exactly the same. Yeah. Who is in that? Anthony Michael Hall plays him in Halloween yeah. Kills. Yeah. Um, which apparently Paul Rudd sent him a message. Was like, hey, I heard. Want any tips on playing Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd, who, this is his first movie that he's filmed. His yes. first feature movie. And uh, thankfully he filmed Clueless right after this, before this came out. Because I don't know if this... <laughs> If his career would have gone the same way if just this movie came mm. out. Like, Clueless definitely launched him for sure. But I love Paul Rudd. Oh, I, he's great. Yeah. Uh, and I know he got, like, pretty criticized and panned for this performance. Rightfully so. But he's a young kid. And I would say he goes into more, like, comedic acting more so than, oh, like, yeah, like scary stuff like this. Like, he doesn't really do horror movies anymore. So 
I Love You Man is one of my all-time favorite movies of all time. Like, just so good. And he's, he's fantastic. I love Paul Rudd. So Tommy Doyle is talking about Michael Myers. And we see everyone listening to this radio show, including Loomis, who, who actually, like, tape records. He's been tape recording this, this whole show. And I find it funny, like, both. Uh, so what, Loomis is recording and Tommy. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. And they've both got these old, like, you know, the big reels that are st- Yeah. I had a cassette recorder in 1995. I mean, it wasn't this size. (laughs) It wasn't this industrial. Yeah. They want to make sure they have copies of backups, you know. Uh, We hear someone call in like, hey, whatever happened to that that, that loony bin, that Dr. Loomis, you know. I heard he's dead. And then it cuts to Loomis listening. He's like, not dead. Retired. <laughs> we get our intro to him here. and They're like that crank who's like then talking to himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we see Donald Pleasance, Dr. Loomis. He's got a beard. Yeah. Gray beard. His, his, uh, all his burns and scars have disappeared from the last That's few movies. Good surgery since retired. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. In a nice, second. what is it? Shea butter or whatever to, <laughs> to calm those. Aloe. Yeah. His, his friend shows up and this, this doctor win and doctor is kind of offering, he's like, Loomis, I know you're retired, but we go way back. I kind of want you back in like, uh, Smith's Grove and like, even though you're old and beat up and crazy, like you're the man for the job and like we're friends. So, you know, why don't you think about it? And also goes, wow, your, your skin is really cleared up. And Loomis says, yes, I've gotten skin grafts and they've come a long way. And he really just goes off on the graph. I bet you when they were like making this movie, they're like, oh yeah, fuck, we got to put those scars back on you. And he's like, like, nope, not a chance. I've got an idea. Skin grafts. Yeah. I got skin grafts. It's fine. Like I'll take it. What? So what? They take like parts of your bum and they put it on your head. usually stuff like that. I mean, he's bald, so it works. Now you can just grow skin. I think you can just grow skin. I think so. Oh. I need it. My hands are terrible. Yeah, get a skin graft. Yeah. So his uh, his friend is there, and as they're like chatting, he they're kind of like, "Oh, you're listening to this this radio show with this guy." When someone else calls in, claiming to be the person who escaped, she says, "Michael Myers is alive," and she calls out, "Please, Doctor Loomis, you're my only hope." <laughs> but this is classic. This is classic horror movie stuff where. If she called and, I mean, I don't know why she's calling into a radio station and not the police. Well, she knows how to drive a car, but she doesn't know how to call the cops. Right. (laughs) I guess maybe she knows uh, Loomis will be listening. Sure. Or it's just that's her hope. Yeah. Or like it's easier. She doesn't know he's listening. No, but maybe if it's on the radio, like someone might go, like imagine if you were mentioned on the radio the other day, it would eventually get back to you. Hey, did you? They mentioned you on whatever. Yeah. Day. You might, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it seems weird calling the Howard Stern show or whatever. But also, she just goes, I need help. It's it's Michael. Help me. Yeah. Instead of going, I've been kidnapped. I've just escaped. I've been in prison for six years from this man. I just gave birth to his baby. Yeah. I've escaped, but he's after me. Someone please help. Dr. Loomis, are you out there? Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only Exactly. Home. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. Instead, it's like, oh, I, I've been so scared. Yeah, does she say where... Like, she, she says nothing. Does she, what does she mention about buses or driving? Because it's D- Tommy who later, like, find, find, figures it she out. She says where she is. Apparently, there's a version where she says, like, my baby. 
Yeah. Which okay. has been cut from this. Yes, okay. And that's Tommy's the version I watched. Work it out in a really okay. weird way. I watched this version and then it's Tommy who's listening and then is like, okay, wait, and then like calls a bus station and figures out like yeah, how yeah. maybe she's there. So that's how he kind of ends up there. So after she's on the phone, um Loomis is not sure if like this is real. He's like, Holy shit, Jamie, like because I imagine the name Loomis is kind of famous as well. Yeah. Like tied to the Haddonfield stuff. And his friend's like, come on, like that, that girl's been gone. She's dead. Like she's missing. She's gone. And he's like, well, like maybe that's her. And that she- isn't a girl. <laughs> that's no man. Uh, so we see this like epic car chase. We, we, we assume that, um, Jamie's done something with the baby now, including this bus station. She's in her car when, Michael Myers shows up. We get some Too Fast, Too Furious here with Michael and Jamie in this epic, not so epic, car chase where he's crashing into her and she's screaming. So eventually she, they kind of go off road and they crash and Michael pulls out a knife and he stabs her. But the baby is gone. Mm. Where can the baby be? Not the most dramatic death of them all well this isn't a, her, exactly her death but you oh do, no you do no, think sorry you're right, right but you yeah. do think it is yeah so it's like you're right. oh you're just that's it okay cool mm. uh but yeah so the baby's gone and michael's pissed uh yeah we then cut to the myers house which is now like we mentioned the strodes live there these kids have pranked the house they keep putting up these michael myers masks and stuff and this guy Who's like the dad here is like, oh, these damn kids. He really is the 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 big bad of this film. This guy is horrible. Yeah, this guy's a big old piece of shit, isn't he? What, John? John Strode, is that his name? Yeah, something like that. John Strode. Yeah. Uh who I I don't know if I recognize this guy, but um he's like the the dad, the breadwinner of this house here, and basically he's not the nicest dad. So you have the, the, the family tree the of the Halloween. The brother <laughs> of Morgan Strode, who is the father of Laurie. So, this, so Laurie's uncle. So it's John Strode is the name? John Strode. Uh, yeah, Morgan Strode's younger brother, born 1945. Okay, all right, thanks. Played by <laughs> Bradford English, Yeah, who I'm not, I'm not uh, super familiar with, but he's in a few other uh, movies. So uh, John Strode is a real estate agent, and um, he's... He's got a family here, but the Strodes live in this house and, uh, the Strodes, like, he's got his daughter who's moved away because she's older. Kara, right? Kara Strode, yeah. But she's now moved back in with her son because the dad, like, ran out on them or whatever. So she, he's kind of, John is like, oh, now I have my daughter and this little bastard. He's a real piece of shit, like he's I said. Yeah, uh, lives for New Year's. He, he says, uh, like, oh, this, you, you know, this family in my house, like, just ruining my, like, my life here. And then when Kara kind of talks to her, talks back a little bit, John just fucking smacks her, like, hard. So, yeah, he's like, uh, oh, I've got this bastard child I gotta raise and all this. Yeah. And, and wh- she says, the only bastard in this house is you. And while this is happening, it cuts between her son, Danny, who is getting these, like, visions of the man in black. And hearing, kill him. So, yeah, yeah. So we see, like, the man in black is, like, watching and telling him, like, do it. And while this is happening, he pulls a knife out yeah. on his dad. And they're like, what the fuck? But he doesn't get well, as the, far. On his granddad, I assume. Yeah, right? on his granddad. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah. And he's like, what the hell's going on here? So this family Yeah, it kind of reminds you a little of, like, Jamie... Yeah, in, in four, and obviously Michael, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So we see that Loomis uh, and and his friend win. He's like trying to convince him about this this Jamie stuff, and Terrence is like, I don't know, man. But then his doctors and nurses are like, Holy shit, Jamie Lloyd has been found, and and they're like, Oh man. So we have a code red lockdown. We got to talk to her and see if she's she's alive. She's alive. We we can save her. So Loomis is like, Oh my god, I got to see her. I got to talk to her. Some great acting from Donald Pleasant. Jamie. I've got to find Jamie. <laughs> he's just always just really <laughs> Even intense. when he's not. In my yeah, head, that's yeah, what he's doing. Even when he's, he's just calm. running around in his raincoat <laughs> oh. with his little gun. <laughs> <laughs> you think he'd have got a better gun now? Yeah, all these years. I shot him six times. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is the big Get a movie. better yeah, gun. Yeah, get a fucking bazooka. the head. <laughs> so uh, Tommy tracks down somehow to the bus station. And he shows up in, in Pacoima? Did they say somewhere Pacoima? shitty? He's there, and no offense to Pacoima, uh, to Manny. anyone. Pacoima is that where he is? Yeah. Oh man, watch out for Michael Myers. Tommy tracks down, and no one there really cares about anything. So he goes into the washroom and finds a trail of blood that no one cleaned up from the night before. I mean, like bus station washrooms yeah. are kind of custy. I would not be surprised if I saw this. Well, have you ever been in a bus station bathroom and found a trail of blood that leads you to a baby? Uh, not recently. Yeah. So that's what happens to Tommy here. Paul Red is shocked that he, he hears this baby. I love how he like follows the trail of blood and starts to hear in the distance like, yeah. and no one else in this bus station. Again, I'll say, have you been on a Greyhound? <laughs> You'll find some weird shit. It's not a like, baby isn't the weirdest yeah, thing you'll find on one of those. Just accept these things. <laughs> just just hope you live. All these people are thinking they're hearing things most of the day anyway. Greyhound buses are scarier than these movies yeah, sometimes. 100%. Yeah. So now Tommy has this baby. Tommy's got a baby and he's he's realizing, holy shit, this is all kind of coming true. That Michael might be out there and whoever called this girl is, is real. Uh Loomer, Loomis finds that Michael Myers left his mark somewhere. What the the thorn? The thorn. So you're telling me Michael is just like this? Remind me of like the Dark Knight or something. Like this guy, what, all mark? of a all of a sudden, he's never done it before, has he? He's never done it before, but all of a sudden he's like, "Yo, hold on, I'm like, I got a Zaro this shit." He ha- to be fair though, he has done ritualistic stuff before. Yeah, in the early movies, like yeah. he set up a body that looked like a shrine yeah. He sets up like bodies and stuff, but here he like li- he like lit up his logo like Zoro or Batman. <laughs> it's like what you're you're a crazy old dude in the mask. I don't- but remember also, he has been like with the cult for six years now. Okay. So, like, he, he would have changed his. Like, he is reinventing himself a bit. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. You got to do that. It's the 90s. Yeah. So, they are like, Michael's alive. Loomis believes this. They go to the hospital when Loomis just happens to bump into Tommy and he's like, oh, and Tommy just is holding this baby. But Loomis doesn't clue in really what's going on. And Tommy is like, get me a doctor now. <laughs> Paul Rudd, man. <laughs> There's ways of doing, like, I've worked in customer service for a long time. If you come up to me and you're nice to me, I'm going to help you out. If you come screaming and yelling, I'm going to do what this guy did, this girl does, and call for security. Yeah. Just like, I know things are bad, Tommy, but just think about how you're going to be perceived. You look nuts. Yeah. You seem a little creepy. He's very creepy. Just be like, hey, I really need to speak to a doctor. 
blah 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 baby. <laughs> you know? Hey, uh, I just found this baby yeah. in a bus station. I need a doctor. <laughs> I don't know why he's Loomis as well. Yeah, yeah, he is Loomis as well. It's crazy. This whole movie, I'm like, oh, it's Paul Rudd. He's going to be really charming and funny. Here he's just creepy and yelling yeah. almost as much as as Loomis, which is just hilarious. So uh, he 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 talks to Loomis and he's like, hey, don't you remember me? I'm Tommy Doyle. And again, Loomis is like, oh, Tommy Doyle, I remember. I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> this show is not going to get any better, guys. This is pretty much it. <laughs> so... Uh, what happens there? Tommy also goes, <laughs> he looks at the baby and is like, I think I'm going to call you Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> so baby Stephen Strode. Stephen Strode or Stephen Stephen Myers, I Myers. guess, really, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. As we'll find out maybe, possibly. So, uh, the, the, this, this whole time he, Loomis realizes like, wait, like this is true than jamie because jamie's now alive barely in a hospital bed and it says like yo my myers is alive and he's coming and tommy lives across the street from the myers house and he's always spying on them he like lives in this old lady's house and rents a room in her house across the street and spies on this house constantly i i assume he's kind of looking out for them yeah but it's creepy they, yeah, the Kara lady's like, yo, who's this dude who's always looking? Because mm. she doesn't understand that he's actually just freaked out about Michael Myers. So Tommy tells Loomis, like, hey, uh, I have a feeling he's going to go to the house. Like, he's done this before. He normally like, does. Yeah, like, we, we, we do know that he likes his house for some reason. Like, it's homey, you know? Yeah, there's nothing like your own home. So maybe Michael is going home. And, I mean, it's the night he came home five. So... Loomis is like, yeah, you're not wrong. As it cuts to the wife of John Strode, this little old lady, Deborah. Deborah, uh, she's home alone. Mm. She's doing some laundry. It's laundry day on Halloween, and this is, I guess, somewhat of a good scare. Uh, Loomis has gone and talked to the family and sort of said this to them. Yeah, he's well. going to talk to her right now. Yeah. This. So this is a good. I I, I like this where you think right away. It's Michael who's like about to kill her, mm. but instead Loomis shows up in her house and scares her and is like, like "Oh, I gotta talk to you." Just yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just shows up. So, us the viewer, you do think like she's about to just get stabbed, yeah. but it's Loomis, kind of the fake out there. And Loomis is like, "Hey, I came to tell your family like you need to get out of here. You should not be here. Call the cops. Tell everybody. But like, if you have somewhere else you can go, like, do not be. I here. don't know why your family insists on continuing to live in this house. So it's the '90s. Housing is way more affordable than it will be in 20 years' time. Just yeah. move. Like this house so, is bad. So to be fair, he tells her this, and she's like, "What the fuck?" So then calls her husband, the dickhead John, yeah, who's at work, and she's like, "You bastard! What, this is the Michael Myers house. You you." You bought this house because it was probably cheap and because no one wanted it and this and that. And you didn't tell us? And he's like, oh, shit, maybe I should have told you guys. Yeah, about that. That's why it was a cheap house. And she's like kind of upset. So this is how much of a dick he is. It's not just a murder house that you got free. Yeah. This is the house where your brother and sister-in-law and niece were murdered. And more more people. And more people. people, But like, you know... Your family, yeah. your actual direct family, your yeah. blood were murdered in this house. Anyway, That's a good deal, though. That's a good deal. Yeah, real estate's expensive. And, and, and think about what this house is worth now. 
Millions of dollars. Is it still there? Yeah. Uh, this is clearly not the same house from no. the other movies. This is like filmed in a completely different state than the other movies. They didn't even fucking try. Where was this? Utah? Was Definitely not the original houses. Nothing looks like the actual Haddonfield that they've used in the pr- previous movies, but... I digress. So the wife here is like, I, I don't want to be here in the house. But as we see her like talking on the phone and kind of walking around the house, talking to her husband, thinking like, should I leave the house? Should I listen to this crazy old man who broke into my house to tell me this? We see Michael is in fact in the house, kind of classic Michael, like creeping, disappearing in views. And she finally sees him. And starts to run. She notices this giant axe that she just happened to have in a box earlier is disappeared. And she freaks out and she runs into her backyard, which has got all these like sheets. Another word of advice. Don't do laundry on Halloween. Yeah. Just don't, at least don't hang out your bedding on Halloween. So again. Michael loves hiding behind bed sheets. Yeah. The same as the first movie where he's there. And this time it's like, actually, which is funny because he's standing in the Strode house backyard. Yeah. Again, different backyard, but. So she runs through the sheets and turns and runs into Michael Myers with this awful mask, like terrible mask. Oh, I disagree. This is way better than the last few. The last two? Yeah. I still think it's pretty bad. I think this, I think the problem is sometimes the neck, the neck's big, but I, I liked this one way more. It's a bit more weathered. Like the other one, like the last two were really bright white and like the eyes were weird shapes and. I didn't mind this one. I definitely I st- thought it was better than... I still think it's bad. Like, comparing it to 1 and 2, it's so bad. I, I still think the one in H2O isn't even that good either. So, but yeah. Uh, Michael has a giant axe, and he axes and smashes this poor Brenda, it was? Linda? Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> well, her blood splatters all over the sheets. But don't worry. Don't worry. I know what you're thinking. Ah, oh, how are you going to get blood? Out of those sheets. Don't worry, because Michael Myers does laundry. He does do the laundry. <laughs> uh, she did get a phone call just before as well. Yes. From the, I assume, the, the man in black saying, we want the child Uh-oh. as well. And she's like, uh, there's no child here. Yeah. Although there's Danny. There's Danny and, like, Tommy's got Stephen, right? Right. Yeah, that's right. Stephen. So, uh, this is, we see her, she dies, the, the, the mom. It cuts to Danny who's leaving school, and this is a kind of another throwback to the original movie where Danny's got a giant pumpkin and is following the call of the man in black. We see him down the street standing there, like, calling for, for Danny. But it's Tommy who, like, bumps into him and causes him to mess up the pumpkin is what happens to Tommy in the original movie. So it's kind of a full circle thing. And inadvertently, like, stops Danny from being picked up by the man in black here and kind of rescues him without even knowing and kind of takes him to his house to like save him without knowing the guy was kind of coming after him here. Uh, This is where we see Jamie is alive in the hospital bed. She's having flashbacks and she, she wakes up from a nightmare. The man in black is standing in her hotel, in her hospital bed. And he's like, sorry, Jamie and pulls out a silencer and shoots her. Yeah. Rip Jamie. Uh, I think I got a different death. What? What did you get? Wait, was this her? Yeah, Jamie shoots her in the hospital bed with a silencer to the head. He's like fucking James Bond here. I. What happened in your movie? I think it was with this machinery. 
Machinery? Is that someone else? No. What machine? I had a completely different death, I think. No way. I think so. I've got to Google this. Oh, because, like, because, like, he pulls out a gun that's got, like, a silencer on it and then shoots her. Uh. <laughs> okay. So you watched the AMC version on the streaming thing, and I watched the producer's cut, uh... which a lot of our listeners did say, like, hey, watch this version. But, I mean, both kind of stink. Are you trying to look up how she dies? So, so yeah, this her getting shot is in the producer's version. Yeah. Which you watched. So what happened to Jamie in yours? Well, she just got stabbed and died? It was... Where am I? <laughs> I'm looking at my thing. It's very important that people need to know. Yeah, I thought she was, uh, like, stabbed with this, like, like, prong machinery thing. And it's, like, stuck in her. And then Michael turns it even more. Oh, wow. I didn't see that at all. <laughs> I'm like quickly the, like reading all this, but yeah, I, I didn't see uh, I didn't see the man in black wow. with a, a silencer. Oh yeah, he's capping people. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's yeah, she's corn. She's impaled by a a corn thresher thing. Where? How? She got out of the hospital. She escaped. Yeah, or I was mean, she guess, killed I don't on know the my, side of the road? Fuck. I'm, okay, I can't believe we watched two different ones, but, but it's, that's it's good crazy that it's that we can talk about both on. So this. while trying to hide in the barn, she is killed by Michael when he impales her on a corn thresher. Yeah. and turns it on. Yeah, wait a second. This I... happens in the director's cut. So that's what I watched. The director's cut. Uh, in the producer's cut, Michael stabs her. She winds up in hospital. So that's why I was confused earlier, and yeah. it was like, and she dead, and you're like, well, not yet. And then the man in black shoots her in the head. <laughs> I kind of think that's more interesting. The, the man, man in black, like, finishing her off. Right. I mean, the, the, the death is cooler with the thing. I swear to you, last year when doing the review, and I, we said, oh, I don't even remember anything about Halloween 6. I swear I was like, yeah, there's something in a barn. And like that happens in Halloween 5 with the, the, the pitchfork. But this yeah. is like a corn husk thing. That's crazy. That's so bizarre. Wow. There is another one that is a big significant one, not just the ending, but another kill that was cut out of mine that I purposely remembered and w- looked up on YouTube. And that's a death involving like a jail thing that I'll talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that. Yeah. That's yeah. not in yours? No, it wasn't. And I was like, come okay, on, I'm that's the best death of the... You're watching... I mean, this is terrible. Someone's like filmed it on their phone, but... <laughs> Where the, okay, the, the gun? In the hospital. Yeah, I didn't see her in hospital at all. Oh, and then he shoots her in the head. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. This is crazy. Wow. Rated R. Scary movie here. Mm. Pretty dark shit here. So, Rip Jamie. Okay. Yeah. We learned a lot today. The two different versions of this this movie. Uh, so, what happens now? Uh, Tommy is now talking to Kara and Tommy and... T- sorry, Tommy and Kara and Danny, her son. The little Anakin. And he... Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, um, there might be... I think he, he's talking about pagan rituals. and Is this with uh, Mrs. Blanket shit? Blanket shit? The old woman who Fuck. lives with Tommy? Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Blankenship, who's like her, his like landlord, essentially. Who's saying, like, do you know the true meaning of Halloween? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I dress up and get candy. And she's like, well, no, it's this, this pagan thing. And it thought the spirits would return home. And you dress up to ward off the evil spirits. But sometimes there's good spirits as well. Um, and you especially want to ward off the, the boogeyman. And Tommy is kind of like, ah, you know, I think 
this thorn has negative influence on people and they've been using it on Michael Myers. He's looking at his like uh Giles from Buffy. Yeah. Like ancient rune. He's got a, a wall with like string connecting yeah. it. He's like Charlie Day. Look, like, look at this <laughs> pagan rituals. And everyone's like, dude, you're fucking crazy, man. But yeah, Mrs. Blankenship, which is uh, a throwback to Halloween three. I think they pass by Blankenship, the town or something gotcha. like that. So it's kind of a little tie in there. Um, and Mrs. Blankenship actually mentions like, Hey, actually I've met Michael Myers too. I used to babysit him. And they're like, what? She's like, yeah, like, I used to babysit him before he ha- he heard the voice to kill before he went crazy. And they're like, oh, you know about this? She's like, well, I just know that one day he started killing people. And they're like, mm-hmm. damn, Mrs. Blankenship, that's crazy considering this guy's a world famous killer. And so Danny said a few times to Kara that he's been hearing these voices. Voices. And things She's well. like, okay, calm down, son. Yeah. Enough video games. So we hear the DJ voice, the radio show host, Barry Sims. Hello, Haddonfield. Hey, that's my gimmick. He then said he's got this whole like party in the in the town square where everyone shows up tonight and he's going to host a show and talk about Michael Myers and wants to, you know, give people a good scare and kind of like our watch parties. You know, you're a fan of the radio show. You come come in and hang out out and hopefully don't get stabbed by a famous serial killer. And Barry Sims here is just this real piece of shit asshole he's hosting this like talk thing in front of people and uh the friends of uh cara they're also saying that like haddonfield hasn't been able to celebrate halloween yes. since the last uh since 89 right because like, too many tragedies happened so it's been six years since they've actually celebrated and now they're like fuck that like mize is dead it's all gone now let's let's take halloween back yeah uh, we have these two people, this this couple that are like we've saw that are like friends with Kara and and they're like talking to this host and being interviewed and the the host is kind of gross with the one girl like oh like I bet you squ- squeal like a pig and like, yeah he's just like yeah yeah he's, he's being pretty raunchy with her and she's just, like. Got- what, say like holeless panties and stuff. Yeah, like, like crotchless panties yeah. and and all this stuff. And he's like, "Relax your crack, sweetheart," <laughs> which I'm definitely going to keep that one in my back pocket. Um, he's like, "Hey, uh, you know about all this stuff about Michael Myers," and she's like, "Yo, this dude here lives in the Michael house, and it's the brother of Kara that's that she's dating here." Yes. And they're like, "What do you mean?" And they're like, "Yeah, actually, we live in the Michael Myers house." And he's like, "Wait, we do? What do you mean?" How far do you live? And basically this radio host is like, fuck this. We're going to change this show. I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to do my show from there. And they're like, no, 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 no. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing this. Let's go. And tries to, you know, get in his radio van to drive over. But when he does, Michael Myers shows up and kills him. Which is funny because Michael was just at their house killing the old lady. But yep. they do say the house isn't very far. So no, Mike, like, Michael's not a fan of this radio show. No. Clearly. Like, you keep making money off me, man. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we see that the body of this radio host is now strung up in lights in the trees. And when Tommy shows up to see Loomis, they find, like, people find it's the body. It's Danny saying it's raining red. It's raining. Oh, really? In, in this one, it was, a, it was like a little girl? Oh, maybe. Yeah, it's like a little kid. Right. It's like, it's raining red and it's warm. And the Loomis is like, that's not rain. That's not rain. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then they realize, oh shit, this radio host has been... No one noticed this fucking seven-foot monstrous dude in a mask murdering someone and then putting him up in the trees? He's stealthy. <laughs> he's, he's really not. He's <laughs> very stealthy. Yeah, all right. So this is when Tommy is like, it's happening. He He's back and he's going to kill and kill and kill. We cut back to the the couple that I was just talking about, and they're having a little bit of uh, a little bit of sexy time mm. in the Myers house. We get our gratuitous tit shot of our horror movie here, and uh, of course, in ha- true Halloween fashion, if you have sex, you know they're gonna die. So the dude takes a shower, and when he is showering, he gets his throat slashed by Michael, and then Beth here. Finds him and gets stabbed uh, as well. So Michael's just stabbing these people up. Did you get that in your movie? I did, yes. But have we have we gone over John's death yet? Because that happened before John. Recently. Oh, the dad. Dickhead. Fuck yeah. When did John die? So in the one I watched it was before this because that's where he finds the the bloody. Oh shit! Yeah, in sorry. The laundry. He comes home and and his door is like locked or something. He's like, "Where where is everybody?" And no one's home. His washing machine's very loud, like ours. Yeah, same model. <laughs> All the sheets are put away. Everything's clean, yeah. and he's like, "Huh?" Even the backyard, not a drop of blood. And he realizes there's a new load of laundry on. So when he opens it up, it's his dead wife inside the laundry mm-hmm. machine. And he's like, "Ah!" And then what, Michael? Grabs it and electrocutes him. Like yes. the like the fuse box in the basement. Yeah, he stabs him. Does the lifting up stabbing, yeah. which is always cool, and then electrocutes him, which so this guy might have been the best death on the thing. Also, this guy really deserves. He it. really deserves to die, so that always adds. But to But I like Michael. Like he's very quiet, but he he can be cheeky and funny sometimes. He's like, ah, oh, I better put the laundry on. <laughs> I cleaned up after murdering people. Yeah. Like pretty. He's never done that in a movie yet. Like, like, do laundry? No, he's he's rearranged. He he does like sheets. He did the ghost thing. I mean, he he is home. He's like, yeah. hey, for the record, like I live here, yeah. so like I'm I gotta make it homey. And he's like Kevin McAllister here, just doing his own laundry. Uh, so yeah, rest in peace, John. Rest in peace, all the Strodes. Really, they yeah. all get fucking capped off here and 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 murdered. So. Uh, no one, Kara and Danny don't want to go back to the house, but they're across the street at Tommy's and they're kind of surveillancing like, Hey, I wonder if Michael's kind of over there. And well, that's kind of exactly what happens because when Tommy and Kara aren't paying attention, Danny, the kid is basically summoned by Michael and like Danny just slowly walks Mm. across the street into the house. So Kara has to follow her son, Danny. Which is very similar to The Shining. Danny. True. And uh, she goes into the house, and th- that was my chair. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got this squeaky chair. <laughs> it would have been unusual. <laughs> uh, so Danny goes into the house. Kara runs after him and then realizes, oh, shit, I'm in this house with Michael Myers. But Michael shows up, and she kind of has a fight with him, and... She grabs, like, what, a fire pokey stick mm-hmm. thing and starts to stab Michael with it. And I thought they did another good callback to the original Halloween movie with the, like, closet scene with Jamie yep. Lee Curtis. And they're kind of recreating that where he's trying to get at her and it's scary. Kind of shot the same way. And she, like, eventually stabs him here. Um, and that uh, that's when... Um, like she, she thinks she kills Michael here, and she's like, "Okay, we can like get out of here." And they, they go to uh, escape when we see the cult people kind of 
mm-hmm. reveal themselves and they show up here. Did you see this part where we get the reveal of the man in black? Yes. So I had, uh, I had, uh, this is where Mrs. Blanky shit. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Blankenship reveals herself. Yeah. And then the man of black, man in black is revealed. By Dr. Lynn. Yeah. Lynn. Which I actually think is pretty cool. Because this guy is in Halloween 1. Is he actually, though? He's seen walking Michael to the ambulance. Okay. Like, where he's... Like, the the truck where he's escorted. Right. So, I like kind of how they're tying that this character has been overseeing things right from the beginning. Yeah. That he helped Michael escape originally and all of that. Wow. So, I, I think that's pretty cool. It's a little and, thing there, yeah, okay. And having that relationship with Loomis, it's... Uh, I... Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of like this. It's, it's funny because they uh, apparently uh, Christopher Lee they originally wanted to play Loomis, but then offered this part to him right. as well. And it is kind of a Gandalf Saruman thing. Like they thought they were on the same page, but yeah, Saruman's yeah. been like fucking with the devil. Then the they wanted time. Peter Jackson to direct. And they it. wanted Peter Jackson to direct <laughs> it. You know. Um, but yeah, this is one of the things I like when they're trying to tie the whole thing together. Yeah. I think this reveals pretty good. Okay, so the the whole cult and man in black thing is revealed, and then they kidnap Danny, and but they they drug Tommy and Loomis and let them live. Yeah, only for Loomis and Tommy to be like, now we have to it's go. More fun giving them a bit of a chance. I guess you know it's boring if you just win. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have yeah handicap somehow. So, uh, but this is what Kara jumps out the window. Yeah, because she's cornered by man in black and the the old. Old woman. So, so she, she jumps, jumps out, out the, the window. But she... Does she die? No. She no, lives. she she lands kind of like you see Michael land at, at yeah. the end of and the And then she's, a, she's disappeared. she gets up. Like, it's only... It's only a couple of stories. <laughs> it's only a couple. Yeah. Like, yeah, we wouldn't survive from here. But, like, yeah. second floor, like, might break something. But so Tommy and Loomis are like, we got to go to Smith's Grove. That's where they're clearly, you know, operating Colton. out of... Or, yeah. <laughs> Colton and chilling. And it's his game, and I know he wants to play it. <laughs> the great dialogue between Tommy and Loomis yeah. in the scene. Who who would have thought? Uh, Michael, sorry, Paul Rudd's first movie and Donald Pleasant's last movie, and it was like the passing of the torch yeah, here. Like, absolutely. hey, go for it. Go for it. You're going to be Ant-Man one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be in... You're going to be in My Idiot Brother. <laughs> you you could have literally had a, a moment with... Uh, like Loomis passing his little his little gun, gun. <laughs> be like his torch, Tommy, slap at the base. <laughs> uh, that would be great if Loomis was in. Oh, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> if if only. So they got to go back to Smith's Grove, and they show up. Win is like, oh, you're here. I knew you'd come. <laughs> I knew you'd come. He says. And they're like, yeah, I mean, you drugged us and left <laughs> and stole the baby. So, like, yeah, we, we, we were going to come. He then cuts a evil heel promo, basically rambling on here. He's like, it's madness, this world. It's war. There's a great plague. And we have to restore things to its natural order. And that's why we have, like, a cult. And that's why we have kids who kill for us and, like, I don't know, keep the population down. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much is what he's saying. He says, we do this all over. Loomis says, I thought Michael was the monster, but it was you. (laughs) 
so great, great line. And now that's a, a ritual secret sacrifice thing yeah. here uh, that they're going to uh, like turn what uh, the baby into my, what, how does this work out here? It's the baby. They reveal that Michael had to kill. So Michael had to kill his family to protect the, the cults. Yeah. But now they've got Michael's spawn. Okay, well, yeah, that's where this comes into play. Yeah. They reveal that, hey, uh, this is Jamie's baby, but actually it's also Michael's baby. So they've kind of, they're not going to kill the baby, I don't think, but it's going to be like indoctrinated into this cult. Yeah. It will also be murderous and. Yeah, and it's going to be the next Michael Myers. The legacy yeah. After Michael's gone. Okay, so that's. Okay, that. Okay, so that's revealing that Michael and Jamie... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fucked. Which is really stupid, I I think. She's a 15-year-old. She's 15-year-old when she had this baby in this movie. So it's like... I mean, I wouldn't say Michael Myers has a whole lot of morals. Was it like, you know, like artificial insemination or like... Yeah, I don't know. It's just... It's pretty fucked. It's pretty dark if that's the route yeah. they're going with. Yeah. Which they are. So it's... Yeah. Yeah, it could be done that way, maybe kind of strange that they chose to do this in my opinion mm. but yeah so um michael is just i love michael's just standing there there's a whole bunch of old people in robes and mike and this shitty michael myers just standing there <laughs> it's a pretty f- silly yeah. visual to be honest uh so michael's standing there kara Ka- is tied up and she's like it's your baby isn't it michael which is eventually reveals like yes it is Tommy shows like, gross. Yeah, <laughs> you're weird. Yeah. You're a freak. That's fucked. Tommy shows up and he's got a knife. He he basically tra- like dresses like one of them. So we got Paul Rudd wearing a nice culty robe, yeah. and he's got a knife to win. And he's like, "Let them go." So he grabs the baby and Kara, and they start running. But Michael is chasing them. So we get a classic Michael Myers chase scene here as he's chasing them through this. This hospital. is kind of a cool setting because it's it's like a psychiatric hospital right yeah. so you've got like the prison bars in between each yeah. corridor and yeah. stuff to keep it safe so your version has the scene where michael like takes this like one security guard and uses his head as like a battering ram he to- pulls it like <laughs> he grabs him from the other side i believe and pulls his head towards him <laughs> to break the bars, the bars. just crushes the bars yeah so like busts the guy's head into a million pieces and like breaks the bars down which i don't think was in my version and there's like guitar music playing i wonder like because i think your version had a couple of edits to lessen the gore yeah so that would have been one of them got it yeah so weird it's two um yeah so they're they're being chased by michael here and uh eventually tommy puts these like uh sorry what does he do he has these like stones the runes, isn't it? Yeah, so he's got these stones, and he's like, I have an idea. Like, he's only going to keep coming. Like, we, you see there's really long corridor, yeah. and the shot is like, it, it shows. Like, he's all the way at the other end of this long corridor. we know Michael corridor. doesn't like running. So and he'll walk. Yeah, but it's it's always that visual. This guy's following you. Yeah. is like the classic Halloween scare. So Tommy's like, I have an idea. So he puts these stones down, and... When Michael shows up and he, he cuts his own hand and like puts blood on it. And then when Michael is about to like grab him, Tommy says, Sam Hain. And Michael just stops and stands still. He's like, Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> and he's like, wow, it worked. So uh, him and Kara and the baby like make a break for it here and run off as Michael is just frozen here. Eventually the man in black 
wanders over and is like, Michael, what have they done to you? What have they done to you? As they, they, we see, um, Kara and, and Tommy kind of driving off here. They're like, we got to get out of here. And Loomis is like, Hey. Okay. So I, I had a completely different. Okay. So should I explain what happens in mine? So, uh, they, they escape from Michael. Yeah. Right. And Loomis stops and says, I'm not going to go with you. I have some business to attend here. So Michael goes back in and he sees that. Sorry. Loomis goes back in and he sees that Michael is dead, but it's not Michael. It's Wynn as Michael. (laughs) And Michael's gone. And Michael's like, wait, like, what? And Wynn is like, you know, basically, I may have lost the battle, but I won the war. And then, like... Sorry, he says what? He, he, he basically, like, la- like says something. Yeah, like, okay. s- something... Loomis is looking down at him, and uh, basically, Loomis is like, like, no, ah! And then looks at his own arm, and all of a sudden, a tattoo of the thorn... What?! Fades what in, and he's like, what? And then he starts screaming, what is... Ah! As it says, uh, like, uh, rest, rest in, in memory of... Memory. Loving memory of Donald Pleasant. As it cuts to Michael Myers in the man in black outfit, walking Excuse off... Excuse me? As the pumpkin flame goes out. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was. What's- oh, I need to watch this version. <laughs> no, you really don't. No, I, I'm going to watch the end of this. Um, wow. Uh, okay. So my version, um, it just had Kara was like locked in a room. And what is it? Tommy is, uh, Tommy has a moment with the, with the man in black, I believe, where he, sorry, Michael has Tommy cornered. And, um, and like hands over the baby, but it's, it's just a fake. It's just like the towel and everything. Oh. And as this is distracted, you hear the baby like crying from a distance. So Michael's like, ah, that's not real. And Kara comes in and, and smacks him. And then they just keep smacking him and they stab him with a, like a multiple tranquilizers. And Tommy just beats the shit out of michael with a pipe so he just keeps on whacking him (laughs) with a pipe he he waits he's like down and then he double taps and keeps whacking him again and then he uh he walks out and there's a bit like just before where he frees Kara, who's locked in this room he's got like a a fire extinguisher so he's like trying to open the yeah the door with a fire extinguisher as michael's walking towards him and there's this bit i always remember where tommy does this look on his face where he's like huh like smiling, laughing, like, oh shit. <laughs> and like continues to whack. But yeah, so they they kill quote unquote Michael Myers. They beat him to death with this pipe and with tranquilizers and stuff. And then they're outside and they're like, Hey Loomis, you coming with us? And he's like, No, I've got some business to attend to. And all it does is cuts to back to the the like boiler room or wherever yeah. they were fighting, and there's just the mask. And the tranquilizers on the floor. And then you just hear, no, no, no. <laughs> oh my God. And you assume Loomis has died. Wow. That's crazy. That's two very different endings. That's fucked. I mean, like, so am I to believe that in my version, Michael, like, is now the man in black and leaves? So was he wearing the mask and the hat? No, he left the mask. 
Because oh. it's it's like it's with Win who's dead on the floor, so he he doesn't have the mask anymore. I don't know. I don't fucking know. This is confused. You're confusing me even more now. I'm like, wait. I'm pretty sure what I watched. Because was- the thing sometimes when we we like review these things, you know, like you miss certain things that the other person picks up. Maybe you're noting something that's just yeah. happened, and as you're looking so, at the computer, so, you miss a bit. Yeah. But then like. So wait, you're telling me stuff, and I'm like, wait, I don't remember that. So like, I could be crazy. The whole ending was completely different. Yeah, for me. yeah. Like, I could be crazy, but what I think they're insinuating in mine is that uh, he turns Loomis into the new like Michael Myers or something. Okay. I don't know. He's passed the curse. Yeah, he's passed the curse because now he's got the the thorn tattoo, and now he is like, because like the man in black is like. Essentially, the Emperor and Michael is Darth Vader. Okay, right? yeah. So yeah, now yeah. Michael is the Emperor and yeah. Loomis is yeah. So Vader. so Loomis now is like the 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 guide to Michael Myers, but Michael Myers now just wears all black. So the version I saw, the version <laughs> so I saw silly. is definitely the one I remember watching. Yes, on DVD as a kid and on TV. Yes, so AMC. Yeah. You your what your one is the director's cut. I have no idea if I'm watching the. The producer's cut, if this, whatever the fuck I watched. I said, the producer's cut would have been oh my the God. one on TV, the like one release. So I which assume. one sounds better? I don't think mine is better. I think yours is better. The personally, real- I, personally, I like the sound of yours more just because of the whole lore and cult thing. So, Whereas mine is just Tommy Doyle kills Michael. So, escape. like, what was their end game here? The next movie's gonna be, what, Loomis and Michael now? Like, an evil duo? Like, what? Well, like... They, he dies, and then they scrap it. He dies very quickly after this. I thought this was so And silly. they do say about reshoots. They wanted... So, I don't know which version they showed for the test screening. Yeah. Um, but, apparently, like, the test screening, like, fucking hated the ending. I'm yeah. not sure what one it was. And then they wanted to do reshoots and Donald Pleasance had passed away. Right. So mine mine felt very like a reshoot and, oh shit, he's dead now. Let's just have his voice because he's gone, no, so many times before. Right. Yeah. Do that and imply it. And it's just like the camera is on, it's on Michael's mask and then it cuts to a pumpkin. So like Michael kills him, I assume, or Michael's dead in yours? I really I don't. assume Michael just finally kills off Loomis. But we don't even see And it. now he's escaped yeah. and now he's just on his own again. The cult whereas, is gone. Yeah, whereas in mine He's now leader of the cult. He's like he's wearing some snazzy looking black boots and So who has the uh who has the baby at the end of yours? I I think they get the Tommy baby and, and, and drive baby. off, yeah. I'm pretty sure they they drive off with that. So Steven. The baby. After that, I'm gonna have to watch like you. You YouTube. really no, you really don't. But no, I'll do YouTube like comparing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I, I I watched some different clips because that's where I was like, wait, I remember some of the scenes on AMC that like the the jail cell head thing. I'm like, oh, that wasn't in this one, and I'm like, oh, I remember that being a key part of the movie, which they completely cut out of. Apparently, mind. one version of the like whatever edit it is uh, that is like preferred. Yeah, was. It, it's kind of like that holiday special of Star Wars where it just, you couldn't find it. Yeah. And yeah. someone had like an illegal version of it. Okay. And it was essentially the only copy left. What the And hell? then eventually it was bought and like remastered for, I think, a 2015 Blu-ray So release. bizarre. That's wild. wild. That's, that's crazy. It just shows <laughs> that this, this film like had so many different people <laughs> thinking of what it should be yeah. and how it should like lead to 
the next oh, man. stuff. And, and in the end, no matter what, it all sounds bad. It all L- sounds Loomis shit. Would have, like, Pleasance died before this was released. Yeah, he was so going to reshoot. doing, like, your ending yeah. with the intentions of doing Halloween 7, which is a continuation of this, yeah. with Loomis, I assume, being evil. Yeah. Um, sounds terrible. And then when they realize that they can't do that, we'll just write him off this way. But... Yeah. We need... I. I, I don't think Justin's left feedback, has he? But He has. He has. He has? Yeah, okay, yeah, well, yeah. maybe he can uh, shed a light. I got a few messages. Shout out a few of our listeners out there. When we have been promoting this the past week, a few people have messaged me about this. And it didn't make sense to me until after now having this conversation with you. Like, wait, no, there's multiple cuts of this movie. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I, we weren't going to watch all three for you folks here today, but I'm glad that there you kind of watched film. We watched two different versions. of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's happened to us before where we're like, wait, what? What happened? So yeah, uh, we, we got some feedback. I know we have two pieces. Um, if you want to read one first, then I'll find the other one. Cause I know I did a Facebook page. Do we have some on the Facebook as well? Then there's one from Justin on there. Okay. okay. I, have, I have it here. I You've have got it, it here. There. Shout out Justin, a family member patron over on our Patreon page. But Justin writes in, Oh my God, where to begin? The OG 78 is obviously my favorite, but this beautiful mess up is there, is there with resurrection for so good it's bad. He continues. I'm so good it's bad or so bad it's good? <laughs> so bad it's good. Sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Justin, I'm butchering your, your feedback. I'm assuming you are going to watch the theatrical cut, which is both more messy but less insane and disturbing. But either way, how can you not just sit back and smile at the only entry into the Thorn trilogy that is actually about the Thorn cult? (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't even think they knew there was a Thorn cult until they wrote this. Anyways, I got some creative... It got some creative kills. The wretched Jamie finally gets hers years after Loomis should have capped her in Halloween 4. Yeah, but how did she die? Was it a knife or was it a corn husband? Silenced her. <laughs> Aside from the insanity of Paul Rudd being in a creepy grown up Tommy Doyle, some highlights to me are Danny, the super creepy kid. Loomis should have capped him as well. Mrs. Blanketship being low key in love with the little Mikey Myers is hilarious. And Big John Strode is a fantastic villain, much better than Rob Zombie's abusive dad figure. And finally, Buy a case of red wine and pour it all out for the GOAT, Donald Pleasance, as Sam Loomis. And the 41st president of the United States. (laughs) His journey ended kind of stupidly, but what a legend. Hot take. One reason the Bloomhouse trilogy is lame is that Sam Loomis was the hero of the first five Myers movies, not Laurie. Having no hero, just a random victim to trying to carry the new trilogy just can't compare. Thorncult should have cloned Loomis if there were going to be more films. Can't wait. My favorite review of the year. In 2025, I will travel to the BDE and review Resurrection with you lads as my up yours. Trick or treat, motherfuckers. <laughs> yes, in two years we two will years. be. Two Buster Rhymes. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, that, there's a severe lack of Loomis with Michael. Yeah, 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 film. yeah, yeah. I don't think they even interact. Barely. Yeah. Apart from at the end, which is different. for No! So, like, this is, like, open up. Because we've said how batshit the the timeline is. And, like, let's let's revisit this. It goes Halloween 1, 2, uh, 3 is, like, a different story. Then you've got 4, 5, 6. Somewhat 
uh, H2O Resurrection as one timeline. Yeah. And then you've got, uh, like, one, two, you could some you could say you ignore four, five, six, and you go to H2O. Yeah. Then you've got just one, and then the new trilogy. Yeah. And then you've got Rob Zombie who just reboots. Yeah. But now you're telling me six splits the timeline and could potentially go two different ways. <laughs> so all I'm saying, A24... <laughs> You know what to do. Man in black. It's got to, we've got to pick up the Thorn trilogy. Yeah. Michael Myers is the man in black. It's, what was this? 1996. Let's aim for a, like, we need to give this a bit of a rest. Let's aim for a 2026, uh, 30 years on. Jesus. 95, I think. 95. Okay. That's, that's sooner. So 2025, uh, the return of Thorn. Return of Thorn. Isn't he in the Star Wars shows now? <laughs> or is that Thorn? I don't Thorn. know. Return of Thorn. We've got Michael as the man in black. Um, we've got, I don't know, AI Loomis, who's just, what? What is he? Like, we had cemeterying it. He's just dead, but reanimated and killing I, I people. Yeah, Thorn like, demon. I, I, I always grew up watching these movies, and Donald Pleasance, to me, was, like, so insane in these movies. I loved it. And... The only highlight of Halloween Ends was them like reusing scenes and using AI like stuff over a, a copy a body double, yeah. which like blew my mind. I was like, whoa! Like I got emotional almost watching it. Like, whoa! They made them look so real. I don't. I'm not saying we need an AI Loomis, but like when A24 does take over, whether it's a TV show or a movie, just reboot it and have someone play a Loomis. Have someone play these characters. Yeah, I don't know if I want a hard reboot, though. Like, what else do you do? Continue that this guy's still, what, 80 years old? I don't know. I mean, you could... But if you are rebooting it, I don't want to just see a remake. I want... And maybe that means no Strodes. No, not like... Yeah. Michael Myers is the only... I don't know. Yeah. Because we've had a remake of it obviously this is a huge franchise there's gonna be more of these or is it like uh or is it like they're gonna anthology it like first one is michael myers second one is the uh uh like season of the witch season of the witch third one could be man in black cult people you know like you could go off things like this but i'm not sure where they would go with that we do have one more piece of feedback, though. Okay, yes. Are you going to read this one? Yeah. Jesse from the Six. Six, six, six. Halloween Six, a.k.a. Watch Paul Rudd beat the ever-loving piss out Michael Myers. Well, yes, some of us watched that. I did not see that, yeah. <laughs> uh, while Friday 13th Part 3 was offensively lazy, Halloween Six tries to do too much. I don't know if you'll go into the multiple scripts, reshoots, alternate endings, and legal wrangling over this movie, but there was a lot going on behind the scenes. It's the lowest-ranked film in the franchise on both Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, and for good reason. But I kind of like the premise. Honestly, this should have been the first movie in the Thorn trilogy. Yeah, like established the Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they had the idea of Jamie as a kid in the the other you ones, had, right? They, they had, like, the, the telekinetic... Like yeah, link like link to each other, which kind of links to this cult. Although they brought it up with Danny and really didn't go anywhere. While you're reading this, I'm watching Paul Rudd beat, beat up the ship. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, think about it: a bunch of goofy ass white people get too far into their neo pagan celebrations of Samhain, pronounced Sahwin, Paul Rudd, <laughs> and decide to break free local noted psychopathic killer Michael Myers. Michael can then kill the cult bozos and go on a rampage, and Tommy Doyle has to stop him. Simple. 
No need for synthesizing evil or pickled fetuses. Oh, yeah. Did you see the pickled fetuses? Uh, in the cult people's yeah. house? Yeah. That's yeah, weird. good stuff. Such a film would have played better in the 80s with the satanic panic going on. This movie looks so 80s, it's crazy to think Scream came out just a year later. Question. Is Jamie Lloyd's baby supposed to be Michael's kid conceived via in vitro fertilization? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> oh, and my partner thinks Danny looks just like a young Davy. Take care. Oh, Danny, the kid. Kind of. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, never had, I never had like the bowl curtains, the, the coconut DiCaprio head. coconut head thing going yeah. on. You have the same but eyes I, as this kid. I was very blonde when I was young. Yeah, you did kind of look like this kid, actually. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Jesse. And yeah, uh, Jesse's uh, basically... Asking some similar questions. I think he's more on the same page as me, whereas I, like, kind of enjoying the the idea of the cult thing. It just wasn't done. And, right. like, tying everything together, like, yeah. but just not not working. Well, thank you, uh, Jesse and Justin, for writing in there. And for all of you listening to us review and trying to make sense of it all, of Halloween 6, where does it go in our rankings of Halloween? Because... Halloween Ends is really fresh in my mind from just watching it last year in yeah. theaters, but I wouldn't say it it is worse than this movie. I might I might put this above five. Because I, okay. I thought I thought five was such a letdown after the cliffhanger of four yeah. that they didn't really do enough with it. Okay. And I, yeah. I, I like the attempt at the the lore and tying everything together. Yeah, yeah. And I think some of the deaths in this like I, I liked the Jamie death I saw. Uh, I liked the John Strode death on this being like stabbed and electrocuted, and the guy being like pulled through the bars. Right. So I might put this above five. Um, I'll need to rewatch Halloween Ends, and I will eventually. But it left a really bad taste in my mouth. But I still think just still a better made movie, even though I really didn't like it. I think. I think it goes, I mean, nothing like the last three, like if I'm ranking is, yeah, I think f- this might be better than five just because it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's more entertaining than, than five. And then it goes, and then it goes ha- Rob Zombie Halloween two. That's the worst one in my, I still never I've finished not it. Seen it. I've still never, yeah, seen. it's still the only one I've never completely finished because I could not stand it. I, I liked the first Rob Zombie one right. to an extent. And the second one, like, really just was like, okay, I'm done with this. So I, I hopefully, we still have a few years till that one. Mm. But yeah. But so far, of the ones we've seen on like this, yeah, on like, this show, not counting the other yeah. stuff, one obviously is number one. Yeah. Two, I'd put number two. I'd then go four. Yeah. Then, and then three. Might go three. Yeah, yeah. Then six and five. Yeah, I'm in the same. I agree with that. And, I, right. and then I could probably figure it out. Resurrection? Like, Resurrection's bad too, but it's funny. So H2O could. It's been a while. Uh, no, actually, did I watch that a couple of years ago? We watched it last year. Last like, year? Two years ago, yeah. That could go take number two. We didn't review. We just had it on. And that's year. when we found out Pollock was watching it at the same time. Same time. And we were like, that's weird. Because he's in the cult of thought. And it wasn't even on he's TV or anything. He's t- telekinetic connection. Like, we us. had streamed this. Yeah. And, like, he was... I was like, that was weird. But I was essentially at the same scene. He was at the same scene while we were watching. I was like, that's so bizarre. So, yeah, he's in the cult of thought. Who fun. is it in the next one? LL Cool, LL cool J, J. Right, yeah. J, uh, Josh Hartnett. Right. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's it's not good, but I love it. It's gonna It's going to go up there, though. Oh yeah, it's going up there to like three for me. It's going. It's taking. And the what spot. year is? Oh, so H two O is around. 
99. I prefer H two O two six five and four and three obviously and Resurrection I can't say is ninety eight. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, good, good year ninety eight. Hell yeah. yeah. Halloween Havoc 98, mm-hmm. which you could hear over on our Patreon. We reviewed that earlier today and uh, lots of other movies. If you like scary movies, we've reviewed The Thing, The Is Exorcist. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it? Michelle Williams? I forgot all of this. Uh, Levitt's in it for like a second. Spoilers. 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 He's going to die. He has a great death. Nice. You, or at least you see his, what happened to him. In one of the versions. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the director's <laughs> cut. <laughs> what other movies? I swear there's lots of other movies that got like different cuts. I think shit. when... I remember when DVDs like yeah. first came out and were popular, they tried a lot of things like alternate ending. Yeah, and yeah. that's something now we've moved to streaming, you don't get so much. But I remember I'd watch a film, I, for some reason the butterfly effect sticks right. in my head. Great movie. And I watched a film and then there were like 10 alternate endings oh, that yeah. you could watch after. Yeah. It was yeah. always quite funny. And then you'd go like, yeah, they probably picked the right one or that one's way cooler. Yeah, yeah. If you've watched a movie a few times over, you'd you'd maybe find the alternate ending like a bit different. And mm. but yeah, uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Happy Halloween! Like I said, Patreon.com/slash/PoisonRana. It's only five bucks to get a whole month's access, and you get access to everything that we've ever recorded. All the retro movie reviews, all the retro wrestling reviews, everything at your leisure, and it's only five dollars a month so go check us out and support us and hey hit that that like that subscribe here on this very free feed we go live every tuesday night after nxt our halloween havoc night one review is already out from last week and night two we're going live on wednesday november 1st on the post wrestling feed so tune in for that or check the audio later and follow us on socials at poison rana pod on Twitter and Instagram. Send us your Halloween costumes or whatever you get up to or the best costumes you see. We love everything Halloween. And I guess it's safe to say we'll we'll be back, obviously, with all the shows in between. But we'll do this again next year. I always get a little sad because I get excited when we finish one. And we're teeing up like the next one. It's, ah, got got to wait a year. But that's what makes it special. Exactly. You can't have Christmas every day. H2O. Halloween 7 is the next one we will do which is is holds a special place in my heart so can't wait to yeah. talk all about that but thank you very much I myself Brain Harrington you can find me on Twitter and Instagram I am at the Bray D and I am at Davey Portman take care goodbye be safe happy Halloween and rest in peace to Donald Pleasant no no no, no. no. he's not a man <laughs> Oh, boy.